Greetings and welcome to the Backlog Busters. This is kind of new for us. We are doing the Backlog Bingo Show. So you've got me and some other Backlog Busters from the Discord here to talk to you about Backlog Bingo and uh, find out who we are, what we're going to be doing, and what games we're going to be getting through hopefully in this coming year. I think that's the plan, right? After all, that's what the Backlog Busters is all about. Are you guys ready? Ready? Oh. Okay, one person's ready. That's ready. Good. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. No, nah, no, nah, it's just peer pressure. You guys are just copying what everybody else says. It's like, episode, it's like the episode of Jeopardy that I dreamed about last night. It's very weird. Let's know the story. So, I, of course, am Mathman1024, and I'm joined, as always, by the blaziest of nights, Mike BlazeKnight0923. How are you doing? Doing well on this chilly afternoon in it's 73 in- degrees and it's a clear sky i don't know what your problem is like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 sweating it's it's horrible it's miserably hot out here right right i'm hovering just above freezing okay here in in the midwest but it's the warmth of your heart that fills the room and makes everything so lovely this time of year <laughs> Or the cotton of my hoodie, you know, whatever. Do you guys have, uh, do you have furnaces in the Midwest? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lived we in the a- South for a while, and, and um, like, I'd use the heat in the car, and people thought I was nuts, but it's just, it's habit when you're cold to turn the heater on. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yep. We, we get cold once a year. So the the other new voice is uh, Nate. I would say what your handle is, but I'm not sure how to what to do. It's with Takeda. That. So it's it's uh he was a he was a character in Mortal Kombat 10, and I oh. used him quite a bit. Um, he has you know uses chains to kind of fight with. So I kind of like the name and just put the fours on as A's, but people will say Taked or T4 or K4 or but it, it's pronounced Takeda. I'm glad I know that now. So whenever I see them in Discord, I'm not going uh, the tea guy. Yeah, the, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm old, so when I was like in my 20s, that was the way to do it. You put numbers as letters. Um, All about that leet speak. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yep, that's that's how I came up through. Yeah, don't don't be a noob with zeros. <laughs> well, so it's it's good to have you here. I mean. Uh, yeah, so you've have you been doing the backlog bingo stuff for a while? I mean, or just no? I kind of lately. I uh, I met Grouchy in uh, another gaming Discord, and then kind of joined his fantasy football leagues, and um, he all twenty four of them. <laughs> no, like two of them. <laughs> uh, he he kind of invited me over to here. You guys talk about games a lot, so I guess I'm in the learning phase. But I just like talking with people that like video games because I'm very passionate about them. So, you know, that's the cool thing. And the bingo seems interesting, kind of keeps you focused on what you're going to do. Um, you know, gets you beating games, which I think I beat four games in the last four months since joining the Discord. Nice. And I would never do that. Yeah, My attention span is like, I, I heard on a podcast the other day, there's a producer named Barrett. And as soon as I heard Barrett, I'm like, oh, Final Fantasy VII, got to go play that, you know? So whatever <laughs> I'm doing, it's completely left by the wayside. And I'm on the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII uh, trying to find Barrett, but... So a game that you have probably played many, many times in the past Absolutely. couple of decades. Yep. 
yeah, yeah most obviously the remake is is really good but yeah i think i play a lot of games but i never really beat them so hopefully this will help the bingo card well good i i, I hope so I, I can't really say too much about the bingo card because i'm not the best at marking things off the bingo card um yeah but i'm gonna try to be better about it this year <laughs> it's, it's really bad to I feel like it's bad to admit that on this podcast called Backlog Busters. And <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. Any- look, look, I'm right there with you this year. I went I went hard on the bingo card for two solid years. I took this year off, and now I'm getting ready to get for, for 2023 to, to grab the bingo card by the horns and say, wow, <laughs> look how many Michael beat. <laughs> and not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you understand you understand that you can only use dead by daylight on one square, not the whole board. Are you sure? I, I think it could apply to a couple of different squares, okay? And and we'll talk about it, but, but I really think it could count for a few of them. I'm gonna have to try that sometime. I don't know anything about it. It's a good game. Well, you've only put in well, too many too many hours. Can't even count. Last last time I checked, it was like thirteen hundred, and you know that's actually really low for for like gamers <laughs> in that community. So, yeah, absolutely. Good grief! Well, we have another person joining us here on the on this. I was about to say Discord call, but that's not Discord. Uh, Michael, <laughs> and I can't see what your handle is. Who are you? Oh, uh, I am Michael Hughes. I also go by. Kaiden Zane, I have since I was about 16 because I also thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it just sticks with you. Yeah. It's like, oh, I already got an email and all this other stuff. I might as well just keep using it. It's funny how as you get older, you look back and in 20 years doesn't seem like 20 years. No, like, oh, this was cool know. like five years ago and it's really been 20. <laughs> Nate, this is supposed to be a fun podcast. We don't need to get into that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We don't need to get into how old we might be and how long we've been playing games, how it's for some of us it's been bordering on four decades. Mm-hmm. Yep, Getting absolutely. There. Well, so um, since you guys are, are new to, to here, and I don't really know what your backgrounds are, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into gaming? So I guess we'll start with you, Nate. Uh. I had an Atari when I was a kid, but um, when I used to camp at a campground that had a little arcade and they had a Super Mario coin-op machine, like an arcade cabinet, and I was blown away by it, just completely next-level kind of stuff, and I would sink quarters for days on end. My mom would always get annoyed because I'd always be asking, can I get another roll of quarters, another roll of quarters? (laughs) And I actually beat the game um, one day on a Saturday, stood in the arcade cabinet for about an hour and i remember kids coming up and i'd be like no get out of here i'm trying to get this you know (laughs) i learned mario through that quarter machine and then got a nintendo and it's been ever since then Um, just always been the music you know in the old days before you could do voice acting the music kind of told the stories and that's what i think sucked me in was uh, these games had great 8-bit audio and you know um it kind of was relaxing i guess as a kid just kind of like a place to go and, and just get away from everything and um, kind of followed it through the years. It's It's been a lot of fun. And I'm always amazed at how they can keep progressing it forward, you know, especially having the benefit of looking back on 30 plus years of gaming and how far it's grown and how far it's come. And there was a point probably in my 30s where I was like, you know, I really love this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to 
stop doing it. So I just kind of jumped in with both feet and, and, uh, it's a big part of my life for sure. I like how you say there's this part in my thirties, which makes it sound like, you know, a long time ago, back in my (laughs) thirties. Yeah, I'm 42. So it's, uh, it seems like a long time ago, but, but I guess in the grand scheme of, of life, it's not, um, yeah, no, they're just, they're just always there. Like if you're stressed out, you can find, I I feel like games can give you a, uh, like a, like an outlet or let you be whatever you want to be when you want to be it. And if you're feeling this way, you can find something to match that, that feeling that you're having. Or if, you know, you're feeling aggressive, you can go play a shooter. Or if you just want to relax, you can find something with good music that doesn't need a lot of brain work. Or if you like chess, you can get into like civilization or something. And, and there's just something for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good game. It's not always good for my wife. She doesn't always like that because she'll be like, are you coming to bed sometime? And I'm like, one more turn, one more turn. <laughs> That's, oh, man. Uh, that kind of got me last night, uh, the past few nights with Vampire Survivors. Just one more run. You guys are on that game. I, and one more run can turn into 30 minutes. <laughs> well, I was trying to do one of the special quests or whatever to unlock a new character. And I was trying to figure out what the clue was. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this, but I need to set the timer to be endless. And I don't know, I probably went on for a good hour. And I still didn't do what I needed to do. I was like, well, I just told my <laughs> wife, I was, I was about to come. I'm like, I'm going to come take my shower in just, in just a moment. I just need to finish this. And yeah, that was, that was not good. But she's, I don't think she really cared too much because she was just watching a show. But man. Yeah, Civilization Five. One more turn, yeah, and then you get into, you know, somebody is going to war with me, and I'm going to have to obliterate them. But it takes four hours. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, you got to plan it out. Yeah. What did they say? Rome, Rome wasn't one in a day, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't built in a day. It wasn't built in a day. There you go. So, Michael, how about you? So the first game I remember playing was. Uh, my uncle had an Atari 2600, 2656, whatever. We played Popeye for the Atari there. And whenever we'd go there for Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, everything was at his house. So we would just play Atari the whole day, play with my niece and nephew or whatever. And then he got a Super Nintendo. And uh, finally, my mom got us a an NES for my brother's. I think it was for my brother's birthday one year. You know, we're little kiddos. And ever since then, I've been hooked. Like, it's entirely her fault, and I'm happy to remind <laughs> her that whenever she brings it up. <laughs> yeah, I can always blame my parents for the whole video game thing. I mean, I used, I used to spend a bunch of time playing, like, the Intellivision and the Atari 2600 with my mom, and she was actually pretty good. And then she got out of it once, like, the NES control pad came out, and she mm. goes, I'm right-handed, so I can't control it with my left thumb. Uh, oh, right and then it's like, okay, well, well, I miss playing Astro Smash and Utopia and Night Stalkers with you. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Uh, Th- those were uh, all the Nintendo games? No, no, those Astro- were in, those were in television. In television. I don't, th- I, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen one of those before. Yeah, that was the one of the first ones that we had growing up. Uh, we also had a Commodore 64. So oh, yeah. it was well, a lot of wide British range of... Talk about that. I'm sorry? British people talk about that a lot. Like some of my British friends, they, I had the Commodore 64, but I never knew what that was. 
Yeah, it was like a self-contained in the in the keyboard. It was a pretty hefty keyboard. Had the five and a quarter inch floppy drive, and it connected to the television. Oh, and awesome! Like to do games, you know, you had to type your commands to load the game, and we even had some books where you would like type in the code, save it to the floppy drive, and that was your game. But there's so many fond memories I have of playing games like Jumpman Junior. or one-on-one basketball with uh, Dr. J and Larry Bird. Yep. Um, but Do you ever find that um, if you think about a certain game that you played when you were a kid, it kind of, you can remember the area you were in or like what was going on in your life. Mm-hmm. It always really links my, my memories together. I don't know. Hopefully that helps with Alzheimer's as I get older. But <laughs> somebody can mention a game and I can almost, you know, picture the smells or just, you know, the house I was living in or the people that were around me at that time. So it has a weird n- nostalgic thing about him it's funny you say that because i was thinking about playing popeye and i know we played that in the living room but the super (laughs) nintendo was down in the basement so when i was thinking of that i was like i was in the basement (laughs) so i'm I'm right there with you your parents yelling at you to get out of the basement (laughs) yeah right we need to go home you wrap it up (laughs) you know i I definitely have some of those memories of because like the nes moved a few different places in the house because it used to be like my parents bedroom which must have been frustrating for them when we were trying to <laughs> go there early in the morning to play. Uh, but then we moved it into, like at one point it was in like this, the breakfast nook next to the kitchen. Cause I remember having uh, one of my friends, John came over and we were playing double dragon three and, you know, co-oping that got to the final boss, beat it, not realizing that there was a second form. And then he lost his life and only had one left and just could not beat it. And we looked at each other like, do you want to restart that? And we're like, <laughs> no, no, we just, we, and I don't think I ever went back to that game getting no. so close. And it's then, rough. I don't know if young people these days could handle that kind of like complete devastation. You know, you get, they make it so easy with save points and stuff. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, it was like, that's how you got the replay value. Make it really difficult, you know? 20 minutes of content, but if you're not good at it, it's going to take you eight hours. Yeah. I was, I don't know if it was a dream or just thinking about that the other night, you know, man, safe points are super fantastic. You know, playing yeah. things like, you know, I've been playing, you know, no man's sky or uh, Guardians of the galaxy. Whenever I quit the game, it'll tell me the last time the game saved mm-hmm. was, you know, 15 seconds ago. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is a safe place to go. I'm not worried about out. that. That's great. But, that is a great feature, especially like cloud saves too. Like if your system is down or something, you can access them. Um, you don't have to worry so much about like your hardware breaking as like you used to. That is that is very very true. Yep. So let's see. What do we need to talk about now? Oh, so backlog bingo. That's what we're here for. Talking about <laughs> games that we're going to try to complete. And again, I'm the worst at this because when you have things like Game Pass or you keep getting free games through Epic or <laughs> Twitch games, Amazon games, whatever it is. Steam sales. Yeah, everything just keeps adding up. I'm like, I have so many games and there are games in my backlog I should be taking care of. But here's this new shiny thing that's included <laughs> with my subscription. And let me, let me try that first. So the bingo card. I guess probably the easiest way to find the bingo card is to go over to our Discord channel, which I'm sure we will include a link to that in the description. 
Uh, so when you go in there and you'd be looking for the channel called Backlog Bingo 2023, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's in that channel. We're going to need to, to pin that. Uh, I'll, I'll get to, I'll talk to Garage on that, making it so it's a little bit more accessible for us. Um, but yeah, just to try to plan things out, like where you want to go. So it is a, let me check that real quick. It's a seven by seven grid and you're trying to find a game that fits in different squares. So each square has a particular theme, whether it's completing an RPG, a platformer, or, or maybe you are completing a game where you eat food off the ground, which could be something like vampire survivors when they specifically <laughs> call it ground chicken or floor chicken, floor chicken, excuse me. Um, it could be a game set in the future. Or, oh, here's one that you are all going to love. Any of the Backlog Busters Game of the Year from our Game of the Year podcast. So we need to make sure Mike... So Nate and Michael just ignore this for a moment. So Blaze, we need to make sure that we pick games that are at least 100 hours to complete. (laughs) That way it makes it very difficult for... Look, based on recent research from our latest episode, Dead by Daylight being my game of the year ensures <laughs> that these people are going to spend over 300 hours so I have a chance to win. Backlog bingo. Uh, well, and here's the thing. They it's definitely not, won't pick somebody who has a shorter game. So is it just going to be picking from our number one game of the year or our top three games of the year? So in order to make sure that there's a variety of games, and I've talked to Grouchy about it a little bit, I kind of wanted to pull uh, our top three uh, games of the year um, from all the recordings that we've done so that there's plenty of choices and nobody's like pigeonholed into buying something that they don't already have. And then also I wanted to do uh, top three that weren't from 2022 um and with our recording next time around or in grouchy's case i think he was going to do some honorable mentions so that way there's plenty of variety for people to actually choose from uh when that episode comes up yeah he he reached out to us too i don't know if he's intended to use our games of the year for for that same list or what it's plausible he he likes to be cryptic about what he's planning but (laughs) we'll we'll all find out next month yeah so there's tomorrow Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess this is uh, we're recording this on New Year's Eve because we're going to do it right now while we're sober. And then, uh, well, I'm still going to be sober later today because all I drink is water. So nothing wrong with that. What was that? Nothing wrong with that. Oh, no. I mean, it's it's nice to always be the designated driver because I like to be the one driving anyway. It's uh, super nice. All right. So, yeah, plenty of things for you to look for on the Backlog Bingo uh, on the on the bingo card, um, you can pretty much always find a square for a game. I did have a question on. Um, actually, I printed this thing out. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good plan. So, good plan. But he didn't laminate it, so it no. My wife idiot. teaches, and she has a laminator in the elementary school, but um, she's been off all week. So I was going to actually send her with this, and hope she hopefully she'll do it. <laughs> And I'm sure our colleagues are going to be like, what is your husband up to? Um, so there was one like 20, 2021 BB Square, a game that doesn't have a sequel. So what does that mean? Like you go back to a, a, a card from 2021 
and find a game that doesn't have a sequel and try to beat that. Okay, so as as a square from twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's what can it you says. read the Can you read the square one more time? It says twenty twenty one BB Square, a game that doesn't have a sequel. Oh, yeah. So okay, that so, one's yeah, that one's partially filled out by by whoever posted that. That should just say any twenty twenty one Bingo Square. Yeah. Okay, but, but what you, if like, you could. You could pick one that doesn't have a sequel. So that could be the, the last entry in a series or any one-off game or a game that came out, but then it got a prequel. So any of How those would work to... for that particular square. Oh, so it can just be a game that came out in 2021? It doesn't have to be that year. That's okay. That's referencing the bingo card from 2021. Gotcha. So we'll have and to, I... if it's not posted in the Discord, we'll have to find that so that everybody can reference that. Okay, perfect. And I, I had, think I had one other question about the card was the, um, the Dirty Dozens. I don't know if anyone answered that, but can they overlap with other squares? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if you put, yeah, I was going to say that that's a 12 games that I have on there that are pretty long. And like, can I use them in other spots too? So that's cool. Yeah. I, I was sure to ask about that right away because I had that same fear. It's like, I got to do 12 <laughs> on top of everything else. Yeah. And that's like kind of like the alphabet that we've done in past years where like you're supposed to pick a letter or three from like the game and put it into the alphabet. So that overlaps with other squares. And then you're supposed to get like every letter in the alphabet covered for the year. Okay. Um, but I don't remember if we have that on the list this year or not. Grouchy seems I to did really see like alphabet on there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so top right. It's, it's three, the max letters you could use from one game. I think he lowered it to two, didn't he? Two. Oh, jeez. He might have, <laughs> might have lowered <laughs> it to two. He's in the torture. I think it was two this year. Okay. Yeah, I don't even I don't even look at that square. <laughs> <laughs> and the bingo, obviously, is, you know, if, like, let's say you have A right here. It's just, if you get all those, that's a bingo? I think it's just and, five in a row for a bingo. Five in a row. Okay. Right, but... This year, uh, Grouchy's doing it a little bit different. So instead of doing like he did before, where it's any five squares in a row, it's in that green section. Okay. Uh, five squares in a row there gets you that bingo. And Perfect. then once you black out the green section, you can start to get into the gray section that can count. Like you can still play those games and check off those boxes, but they don't count towards the completion of the card until the green square. I think it's blacked out. I, I don't think it's just a bingo. I think it's blacked out because those are like the extra credit ones. They're Perfect. all a little bit harder, except for the visual novel one. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that are green are pretty pretty common, like a game set in the past. Beat a game in over 20 hours. But then the ones that are on the outskirts in the gray, beat a game with every playable character where you have at least three playable characters. Or beat a game using an evil or a bad path. Okay, like Fable, Fable, I think. Yeah, Souls-like. Be the game on its hardest difficulty. (laughs) How many of us are seeking that out? (laughs) I've been thinking about what game I could legitimately beat on its hardest difficulty. I'm thinking, wow, there's a lot of uh, Super Nintendo games that don't have difficulty options. Does that count? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but... Generally speaking, when it comes to, are you sure, not sure whether or not something can count? If you can justify it to us, we're pretty lenient on, yeah, sure, that can, that can count. As long as you can, you know, justify your reasoning. I don't think we've ever told anybody no. 
You're, you're lenient. I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I bring in the full professor persona. I'm like, no, no, you, you did not follow the instructions. <laughs> Go to jail. Do not, even if you pass go, you do not collect $200. You are the weakest link. Sometimes that method works, you know, it, it drives people's, it picks up your drive, I guess. Like, I need to do this. All right, let's go. Yeah. Well, you can't be nice all the time. No. If I've learned anything in my years of marriage, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was really worried about for you for a second. I'm looking behind me. <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she's she's in another room, so I'm okay. Um, she's talking with her mom, so she can't she can't hear me. All right, so I, there are evidently rewards for participating in backlog bingo. Blaze, what do you know about that? I know Grouchy posted it in the Discord. I think it was uh, entry for. Uh, a gift card if you like get a bingo, like you're entered for uh, a gift card. I think it might be ten dollars, and that's in the green section. And then like some of the outer ones, if you get like all of them, you're entered for the chance to win a gift card, like a higher monetary gift card. And I don't remember the exact monetary values. I'm sorry, I I should have that figured out before we set this up. But I'm a terrible backlog buster. <laughs> I'm not even hosting tonight, so let's blame it on Grouchy for not being here to, to explain it himself. It's all on him, right? But he works retail, having... so you know that's the a... he's got a worse day than we do. Yeah, what a, what a slacker for having a job and actually going to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. The, the real trick is working retail from the comfort of your own home. That, that would be a great. trick. You got to be good at managing customers for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I guess up next, like, what is our plan and what can we expect from these backlog bingo nights? So I was kind of like in and out of the conversation in Discord. So how often are we planning on having these backlog bingo nights slash afternoons? Um, the idea was we would check in once a month, kind of like a regular episode, and just kind of go over um, some of the games we've played and where we're going. So very similar to, I think, a regular episode, but we want to loop in, you know, members of the community. Uh, and it, this is when we scheduled it this time is, you know, around noon central. But um, we might pick different times so that we can get some different folks in just because I know there was a couple of people who wanted to be here who couldn't. So I think it would be good to pick different times of the day to try and get more people involved. But it's really just a meetup to talk about how we're going uh, through the backlog bingo card and our progress and really the root of it, an excuse to come and talk to awesome people about video, talk games. About video games. <laughs> exactly. I mean, nobody you can talk about video games if you want. <laughs> Most people in my everyday life are like, what are you going on about? What is this? What? You still play those things? Uh-huh. Yeah, Most I, people I know are the, the call of duty Madden crew. So I yeah, talk about, yeah, that's about fun games. 75% of my friends list probably is, is like, I have brothers who play and we, we communicate through party chat, but they're mostly into Warzone and, and sports stuff. And I like those things too, but I would say it's probably 10% of my game time. I like to get into to stuff that's more single player. Yeah. I haven't played a, a multiplayer shooter like that since, Rainbow Six Vegas 2 on the 360. Oh, that was so much fun, wasn't it? 
it was a great game, but it's been a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really bad at it. So me too. That's <laughs> I why I don't. Play. <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing a whole lot of that. <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege looks good, but it's been out for like six years, and I was like, yeah, there's gonna be some really really good people. I don't want to get destroyed. Yeah, you got better things to do with your time. It's all about having fun at the end of the day. You know, I'm kind of with you. I, I like communities like this where there are people that I can talk to about video games because I'm definitely not doing it at work unless it's with <laughs> the students that I have. Yeah. Um, most of the video game conversations I have are with my sons. So they're yep. 16 and 18. And, you know, it's pretty easy to sit down and talk to them about the games they've been playing. And are they into like similar things as you or do. It, it just depends. Uh, my yep. younger son plays a much wider variety of games than my older son does. Yeah. Um, still, my older son you know, likes to do Minecraft. I hear him playing like that and some other games online with, with his friends all the time. Yep. It's a good social house thing are, for kids. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that he can do that because, you know, he's you know, going to be graduating high school this year. And oh, man. I think one of his concerns is, you know, I'm not going to be able to see my friends anymore. I'm glad that you were having these interactions with your friends and be able to play games and interact with them online. So I, I, he has these opportunities that I didn't have when I was growing up. Of course, when I was Absolutely. growing up, people weren't playing <laughs> video games unless you were categorized as a nerd and you were an outcast. The cool yeah. kids were not playing video games. I, I played games like in, in the closet, I guess, because you know I was on sports teams and stuff, but when I was going home, it was three, four in the morning playing games. Like I mentioned in the discord once there was a um, Japanese role playing game, which I'm a huge sucker for um, called Sukaden when I was like 16. And it just, I would spend 10 straight hours on that game, just mesmerized by the music and the characters and the stories and like where it could take you. Like when you're watching TV shows, you're kind of being led where the director wants to take you. But in games, you, you make your own adventure and, and it's something something awesome about that that you can't get in any other kind of entertainment yeah i think that aren't they doing like a, a remake of uh Swickenen? yeah they're redoing the first two yeah yeah and then the so, spiritual successor what's it called sea of stars i think uh no it's no uh, that's a, a different chronicles oh, okay i backed yeah, that yeah, out it's finally sea of stars out. is the one from the dead cells developers uh, i think sabotage studios um which is kind of like a in the same kind of lo- uh, theme as Chrono Trigger, at least that's the way they were. Right, that's a good game. Building it up, yeah. Can't wait for that one to come out. So a lot to keep what... track of these days. I'm sorry. It's a lot to keep track of these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a spreadsheet, like an Excel program or something, to write it all down. <laughs> I find that in my old age, I care less and less about following all of the new games and. I'm just looking more at my backlog, which is why this is great. But I, I have one game that I'm excited to play next year. And I know that there's more that I'll be excited for when they come around. But for now, it's just the one. What is that? Resident Evil 4 Remake, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm too much of a... I'm kind of a wuss for horror games. So I'm going to try to put one on the... I'm going to try to put one on the bingo board to get through this year. Uh, maybe we love easy. horror games. Luigi's yeah, Mansion Three right. counts as a horror game, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Horror themes, I suppose. Death Stranding. Uh-huh. If you can justify that, it, <laughs> um, Death Stranding gets a little tense when the BTs are coming out and you're trying to creep by them. 
it definitely leaves a feeling of suspense. I don't know quite horror, but sometimes if it's late at night, I'll stop playing because I'm a baby. When I was uh, <laughs> doing some streams in October, uh, one of the chatters kept saying, are you going to play a spooky game? I'm like, I don't do spooky games. I think the closest <laughs> I got was playing was playing Ghost Song because there were several times that just... <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever, ever played it, but it's the, the, the music is really, really good to build up that... To build up the, the, the stress and the anxiety of the levels. Like, okay, I know something's about to come and get me, and I don't know where it's going to be coming from. And you would hear, especially if you have like earbuds in, okay, it's I can almost hear it. It's, it's, it's getting closer, but... You didn't count that as a as a spooky game, so I don't know. It's making me stressed just thinking about it. <laughs> I feel it like what's behind me. Yeah. So what well, this uh, like back in the day when I had Metroid Prime, I could only play that during the daylight hours. Once it got to be nighttime, I went, "No, nope, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and stop right now for the day." Oh man, if I can play at night alone in the dark, a horror game. Perfect. Yeah, you're, you're, that's you're awesome. You're the odd man out here, Mike. I tell you, I that. appreciate that. Though. <laughs> I appreciate that people can do that for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Some people are right into it. You know, they they love being freaked out. They love horror and stuff, and they like that that rush of feeling scared. And me, it'll just cause like repercussions for like two days. Uh-huh. I'll be looking yeah. at everything. Or um, what was the? I watched Paranormal Activity one time, and there was a certain time of the morning that this thing would come. And for like two weeks after watching it, I would wake up at that time and look around and I'm just like, nope, no more. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> All right. So what games are you guys looking forward to this year? Games that you're hoping to, I guess, one, acquire and play and complete? Well, I, since I already started us off with my I want to play Resident Evil 4 remake, which, by the way, I'm super blessed and my son gifted me the deluxe edition for christmas so i have the pre-order already that's awesome excited for that that's uh, why you have kids. i made a <laughs> right <laughs> i'm i made a list of some of the games that i i want to tackle and it was originally this was my dirty dozen list but i kept mm-hmm. adding games that i want to try and tackle from my backlog so i'm gonna mix it up probably and, and put all of the shortest ones on for dirty dozen but yeah, I'm just going to read a few of them. Not not everything, but I definitely want to get to uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I've been sitting on for way too long. I, I need to finally finish that. I want to get through the story version of Rainbow Six Vegas, the first one, because I, I did the second one first for some reason. I don't know why. But I want to get through the story mode of that. And then I want to revisit some of my collections. So I've got the the Mega Man X collection. I need to get through X3. I want to get through the original Castlevania because I've never done that. And then I want to get to the next um, Castlevania, the, uh, the advanced collection, which is like the Metroidvania ones. And then I want to finish up uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Because I did Pro Skater 1. Uh, two years ago, and so I want to finish up two, which is, is that, the other um, half of that game. Is that the re-release collection? Yes. Yeah, th- those are good. And I have so many more games listed, but I've I've taken <laughs> enough time, and I want to hear from you guys what you plan to play this year. Or next year, I guess. And starting in 12-ish hours. <laughs> so, Nate, how about you? Um... 
Are we doing like like games that are? It doesn't matter if it comes out this year or not. Doesn't doesn't matter if it comes out next year. Just what games that you are hoping that you can you know get around to to, to play, and will probably show up on your uh, bingo card. I think but definitely if there's some that you want to play that come out next year. Feel free to include those too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely the biggest one. And I'm, like I said, I'm a sucker for Japanese role playing games. Is going to be One Piece that comes out in um, January, and I don't know much about it, but I started watching the anime a little bit just to see what it's about. And it seems like an interesting um, turn-based kind of game, which is, you know, being old school, turn-based is fine for me. It's probably one of my favorite ways to play role-playing games because it lets you think and strategize a little bit. And so I'll play One Piece in January. It's going to probably be my 100-hour game. Um, and then, yeah, definitely Final Fantasy sixteen and the seven... Um, the second remake of that and tears of the kingdom i think i'm very excited for and as far as uh i beat yakuza zero this last year so i'm gonna go for kiwami which is the next one in the storyline um i have that on my steam deck ready to go and with tomb raider uh the first tomb raider i'm gonna do that so it's it's tomb raider and then rise of the tomb raider and then shadow is that how it goes Mm -hmm. yep so i'm gonna go for the first one i have it on the steam deck which seems like a better machine for beating backlogs just because you can kind of take it wherever you go and uh i'd say those are probably my my top few sounds good sounds like you're gonna have your hands full <laughs> yeah i love to jump into big adventures and and i'd rather go through and and hit a wall at like 40 hours in and at least experience it as opposed to you know playing something that's 10 hours that might not give me as much enjoyment for those 10 hours but i end up completing it so Hopefully the bingo list will keep me focused on 10 long games instead of playing 30 long games and getting halfway through them. Well, if you keep coming to these meetings, we'll be sure to heckle you about it. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Especially if Skinny Matt shows up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt, I've known from another Discord a little bit. We both are campers. We both have campers. And uh, so we've we've, um, connected over that camping in the summertime. And and, uh, I'd love to give him a hard time. (laughs) <laughs> well just just tell him he needs to finish uh dragon quest 11 yeah that's been a running joke right <laughs> he playing that he streamed that on his switch for a while and then he kind of stopped and he's into us well that's because like people took over his switch oh yeah sure well, they I did. can't play it because my wife is pl- yeah sure. <laughs> i've actually sure, played i played a couple of times <laughs> with him on sea of thieves and it's it's pretty fun you know for just a mess around kind of game yeah. So, Michael, what's on your docket? Uh, before I get into mine, Emo Esque wanted to make this, but uh, apparently he's he's got a cold or something, so he sent me some notes for himself. Three of the big ones he's looking forward to getting to are Stars Until the End of Time, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and Dark Pictures House of Ashes. Ooh. Ooh. I've been looking at that one. On Kingdom sale. Battle is great. What is that on? Is that on Xbox? King, Kingdom Battle is on Switch. Switch what I'm talking about, um, um, Dark Pictures Anthology. Uh, that's been it's fifteen dollars, and it's on like Xbox and PlayStation, and probably okay. Steam. Uh, I don't. I, I that's from the same developers that did Until Dawn on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a whole set of different um, games that are the Dark Pictures Anthology, and this year they wrapped up uh, season one. So that's uh, Man of Medan, Little Hope, uh, House of Ashes, and then 
I don't remember what the one that came out this year is called. How long are the the quarry? The... No, yes, the quarry came out this year, but that's not part of the Dark Pictures. Anthology. Oh, oh, I gotcha. There's another one that it came out later in the year. The quarry came out in the summer. Right. What were you asking, Nate? Uh, how long are the games? Like, are they manageable? Um, they're they're like maybe six hours. Oh, perfect. They're... <laughs> well, I don't know how much you'd like it because I they are <laughs> um, they're horror games. Yeah. <laughs> they're, I, have, they're very... I put Dead Space on my list. Oh yeah, the remake or the original? Uh, maybe the remake. I mean, I have the original <laughs> on Game Pass, so I might just go that. Oh way. yeah, it's that's a great series. I don't really consider that horror because you're kind of overpowered. the The last horror game I was able to force myself through, and I force in the full <laughs> sense of the word was Until Dawn. And my wife was sitting next to me the whole time, like, "We we got to do this. You have to force me to get through this." Rubbing your back, giving you praise. <laughs> that's right. You got this. <laughs> Oh, and that was that was such a good game. I, I played through it with my son, and we did like our our canonical run where we couldn't change anything, and then we went back through and did a we save everybody run. We were gonna do mm-hmm. a kill everybody run, but we didn't quite get that far before <laughs> we got distracted by other things. But it uh, they're such a good set of games. I I really like what they're making. I think I lost four people in my run. Anyway, my uh, I'm I'm. Wow. For my list, I'm happy to round out the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy with Rise of the Tomb Raider. So we've got all three of those covered. (laughs) (laughs) But my two big white whales are Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy V. Both games I've started a whole bunch of times has never been able to stick with them. But this is this is the year. All right. Yeah. Persona 5 is the same thing. It's 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 such a good game, but it's it you know, it's a long game and you got to be committed. The when the first one came out or the first edition of five came out, I put 40 hours into it over like a week or two weeks. And that was enough to burn myself out. So I haven't really given it a solid attempt since, but this is the year. You got this. I feel it. 2023 new beginnings. I have to, it's on my dirty dozen list. Oh yeah. (laughs) See that. Final fantasy five is a really good one. I really love the job system in that game. Mm -hmm was good it's it's um, the best part and the worst part because i get bogged down on grinding so i have to yeah. i have to break myself <laughs> of that yeah i've definitely been in games where, where i think it was a like dragon quest nine i kept switching mm-hmm. jobs so that i could you know get the different permanent perks and then go back to the job that i really liked for the character <laughs> um, i think i was doing kind of the same thing a little bit with uh yakuza like a dragon towards the end like let me just kind of buff you up switch your job class get the permanent skills and then go back to the the one that you were already maxed out on that's a great game too just like the turn-based style and but it's another long one it is really good good. the the story and if i ever go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say the story and like the the um battle uh, scenes that you know when you're fighting some of the moves you do it's it's really it's satisfying oh yeah see if I ever get a character maxed out on a job I'm immediately changing and never going back to that job ever again because that's just how I operate I'm kind of the same way the things not just <laughs> the one thing and yeah it's a it's a little bit of a problem I think it's I, I, why I never finish role-playing games I always want to max 
everything. <laughs> you have good intentions when you start too. You know, it's kind of like a like a truck at the fair pulling a weight. You know, it starts off so good, and you have all this momentum, and then it slowly starts to stop, and then eventually you die, and you're like, "Oh crap!" On to the next one. Yeah. I definitely self-sabotage myself with almost every JRPG I play. The only one that I've gotten through in recent years is, is Braver, and that's just because it's on a whole nother level. Uh, that's the one you were doing cause... drawings for? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's Final Fantasy XI, so, like, it's already, like, attached to my soul because I put years and years and years of my life into that game. So just indulging myself in that world was <laughs> was so perfect for me. And and I'm still I'm still working on it. It's not as much as I I was. I should be though. Kind of kind of. Yeah, you'll you'll come back around. I would imagine once you kind of get the the passion for it again. I'm looking but. forward to playing through it again because we've tweaked a lot of the the jobs to be like more fun, more dynamic. So I'm looking forward to playing through again with different jobs. Very nice. Uh, How about so... you, Ryan? What are you looking forward to playing <laughs> next year? Well, I bet you already know one of the games. Uh, I'm going to guess more, more vampire survivors, right? Oh, uh, oh. Octopath? Octopath 2? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. When they announced a... that, I just, I lost my mind. Yeah, yeah so... I beat Triangle Strategy last year. It's the same kind of basic setup, but both those games are great. Um, yeah, I, I the love the first, oh, the first Octopath. Um, had a blast playing that. That was like my, my summer game uh, when it came out. Um yeah, no, Octopath Traveler 2, for sure. That's I, I don't really like to buy games right when they come out. I usually like to wait for them to go on sale, but that's going to be one of the ones that I will get right when it comes out. You know, have I, I backed Sea of Stars on Kickstarter, so you know I'll be getting that one. Looking forward to that. Uh, curious about Haunted Chocolatier from the guy <laughs> oh, that made yeah. Stardew Valley. Concerned Dave. Oh, and never heard of it. I'm trying to Me think neither. of... Yeah, they haven't really said a whole lot about that mm-hmm. here uh, recently, but it looks like it might have some similar mechanics to Stardew Valley. Definitely the same kind of look to it. And I don't know. It's the kind of game that looks to be uh, a lot of fun. But I I really don't know what else. I'll probably keep playing more No Man's Sky because I just picked that up in the past month, and that's really, really fun. Yep. And, uh, oh, yeah, Tales of, Tales of Arise because I bought it... Mm several months ago when it was on sale at Best Buy and it is still shrink wrapped. <laughs> oh geez. That is a, that's a fantastic game. Once you get past like the first few hours and into the world, uh, I loved it. It's that's like a hot, the, that's on my, my, my hundred percent of JRPG list. That's the one. I'm oh yeah. I, I think like that one is, is um, it pulls you in enough to where I think you could do that. Hades 2 is is another big one that's coming out next year that I'm super looking forward to. <laughs> I actually put that on the Dirty Dozen to beat it because I always Ooh. crap on it in Discord and I'm like, I'm going to force myself to get through it. Maybe I can see what the, the fuss <laughs> is about. I probably have like five hours in it on my Switch. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It just never really hooked me. Like some people are so into it. They're Oh, that's no, how I was at first too. And then once I got the claws in, like I just beat it for the second time this year yesterday. So yeah, I'm, uh, awesome. I'm pretty sold. Yeah. I, I love that they wow. have those, those experiences for people where like 
it's weird how some people just get behind something and love it so much, and then other games don't really get to take off like that. Mm-hmm. Like you guys with Vampire Survivors, that's just <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, what you got there? I'm still in the shrink wrap. Scarlet Nexus? <laughs> that's on Game Pass, At- or is it off now? It, it's, uh, leaving, it's leaving, I think, today. Leaving today. Oh, whoops. Yep, both of those games are on Game Pass, but they're still in the shrink wrap for me. So that's why I was showing you guys. I got some games in the shrink wrap still. Too. <laughs> Probably more if I get into my actual collection. These are sitting out from Christmas. You know what's funny about Vampire Survivors is that I was away from it for like a couple of weeks. Like I just stopped playing it and then just didn't even really think about it so much. But then this past week, it's like, Every chance I get, I want to, I need to do one more unlock. I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't know if I'm trying to like 100% but I feel like I want to because of the 100 and, I can't remember how many unlocks there are. Actually, hold on a second. Are you looking at getting the DLC then, Ryan? Uh, I might spend a couple of bucks for it. I've got some, I just redeemed um, some points for rewards to, um, uh, for Xbox stuff. So of the, I have 125 achievements already in the game. Wow. For a gamer score of 970. What's the max score? A thousand? Well, yeah. The, unless you count the DLC. Well, I think the current gamer score is out of 1,310. So I probably just have six more like regular in-game achievements to do. I'm assuming because they've all been like five here, five there, and so on. But it's just, I feel like every day that I play, there's something new that I unlock, whether it's a, a, a new character or a new ability. Um, e- even now, and I've been playing it for, I was it, 38 hours? Wow. That's a good amount for like just a, I don't, I don't want to say mindless, but you know, it's kind of, it, it doesn't take as much focus, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, you kind of just have fun playing it, and that's good. But those sometimes are the best, you know, ones where you're like, you don't know what to play, so I'll jump into here and have a good time with video games for a little while and carry on. One hundred percent. I played. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just one hundred percent, and that was the only way I was able to break free of Vampire Survivors because <laughs> at the time there were one hundred forty Steam achievements. I got all of those. I was like, okay, I'm done. And then they announced the DLC. Now there's nineteen more. So. Oh no! I'll have to get back to it at some point. See, I, I played the game for for two days, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know, but I can stick with this." And in those two days, I got forty eight achievements and three hundred gamer score. So it's just an interesting statistic. I thought. I think one of the one of the draws of that game for me, I always like to play games where I can be overpowered, and I don't start off that way in each run. But if I make wise choices and I get the right synergy with my weapons and the um, the passives, then I become this absolute monster. And I love, of course, being a numbers guy, I love seeing the numbers pop up all over the place. And I love to see the you know the death count grow or the the money grow. And it's just I have so much fun with it. And especially once you get the ability to go beyond the max level, uh-huh. and all of a sudden. You know, when I'm doing my garlic thing, it's taking up the entire screen. <laughs> like this is, I, I can really just stand here. And, and I've done that several times. I'll just like, all right, I'm just going to set this here for a second. 
I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to brush my teeth, mm-hmm. come back. I'm like, okay, no, he's still untouchable. We're good. You're going to make Michael I jump watched... back into it today. Wait, what was that, Nate? You're going to make Michael jump back into it today. <laughs> oh, I don't. He's I like, here we go. I got to save that DLC oh, okay. for the DLC square. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Dude, that's that's what Ryan did the first time I was watching him stream it. He's like, "Yep, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just gonna let this sit, and I'm gonna I'm even gonna turn off the camera because it's blinking too much, and you're just gonna look at my face and listen to the game sounds." You know, because it got to the point like I turned off the photosensitive photo the photosensitive stuff, but even then, with the weapons that I chose, it was still just constant. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that, that was that one that I had to do that. And I wasn't even going to play Vampire Survivors until I saw Skinny Matt play it. And I went, oh, oh, <laughs> oh I can uh, I can get behind that. Let me, just <laughs> let me give it a try. And that's one of those games, depending on who you are and what kind of games you like, you say, I'm just going to try it once. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, you know, three hours later, you're like, oh, what? What just yep. happened? That was <laughs> me with um, Neon Abyss. Which is uh, it's kind of like mm. a roguelike where you keep getting all these crazy things and you never know what you're going to get and the levels are all random. But you get to these bosses and you got stuff flying around and the same, like you said, it's four hours later you're still playing it, but you're not, I guess, playing the games that you want to be. So that's why I'm afraid to jump into stuff like that. Yeah, those roguelike games they didn't used to be something that I would play, but this year with Vampire Survivors, I played a ton of Slay the Spire earlier this mm-hmm. year. And people Rogue love Legacy, that game. like Rogue Legacy. And you know, I was playing that on stream and actually beat the game. And it was like so fun because every time that I would play, every run, there was something new that I could unlock or make my character just a little bit stronger or get a new weapon, get a new piece of armor, and then go and do the run again. And I was even, I was getting better and better. So there's always that, that constant feedback loop of, this is going to get even better and more fun. I wonder if like the developer of vampire survivors knew that it was going to take off like this, or if it was just like a whirlwind of success that they didn't expect. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because it seemed like it came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden showing up at the game awards as a candidate for the indie game of the year. Yeah, exactly. Cause it just, it got a lot of word of mouth and popularity and, you know, news articles and people were talking about it. That's all it takes in today's day is just get people talking about it. I love it. It, it, it looks like a pyramid scheme because like over the course of the year, you'll see one person talk about it and like they yep. convince two people to play it and they convince two people <laughs> and just like everyone's playing it now. Yeah. It's like you said, I'll just try it once. And then it's like, get the hooks in. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. I'm afraid of that. So I probably won't play it. No, I, so, I have, so, you, so Nate, have you never played it? I haven't. I see it on Game Pass, and I I can't because I know it, it's like no, do it, I'll, do it. No, you guys are terrible. No, no. Here's, like, here's the thing. So whenever when I play a game, I want to immediately get right in and start doing stuff. I don't like it when there is this huge preamble of of text and story. I'm like I just I want to go and I want to do my platforming. I want, I want to get into it. So yeah. this one, you just get into it. And eventually you kind of learn the systems. You learn what things go together to make weapons even stronger. You learn on each level that at certain time um, stamps, 
a new wave of enemies is going to come and you know what that wave is going to be. So you can kind of prepare for it. And it, I can see the, that the, 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 you jump right into it and you already start growing. You already start having fun. Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't play it. I think I'm the kind of person I like the slow burn where you do read the text and you get to know the characters. You have some connection with them where after like 30 hours, you know, you see them and it, it registers as like someone, you know, I guess kind of like, <laughs> Oh, I'm familiar with that character or, you know, it was that way with Xenoblade 3 this past summer. It just I got to really enjoy the characters as I went along, and and you kind of miss them when you beat the game because you spent a lot of time with them. I think I like that feeling. It's probably why the um, JRPGs are probably my favorite category, just because there's a lot of story and character building. I kind of feel that way after playing Like a Dragon. You know, loved Ichiban. He's great. He's- He's so such a, fun. he is great. He's like, he's different from any like protagonist in any game. He's yeah, just a nice he's guy. Our age. Yeah, he's our exactly. age. He's not some 18 year old spiky haired, you know, anime punk. I'm going to save the world kind of guy. Yeah. It's just, it's just a guy, you know, just trying to get back his reputation. Yeah. Do you ever get any depth in characters in the characters in vampire survivors or is it they just palette swaps with different no, weapons they are just to spray to, to dispense hell upon <laughs> they, they each have their own strengths and weaknesses like there was one character that I was playing as and his movement speed was so much slower than everybody else oh the old man starts with garlic yep but yep. then there's there is a character that who starts off with um i haven't haven't played as it yet but it starts off with negative 90 percent speed Wow, so, geez, that's terribly slow. I bet. I, I haven't haven't played that yet. Play with that character yet, but yeah, some of the newer ones that I've unlocked, and it's yeah, like every character. Like there's some characters that like I have played with a whole lot more because of what they start off with and what their certain special attributes are. But you no, know, it's um, just gi- just give it a shot. Just just thirty <laughs> just just thirty minutes, Nate, is all I'm asking. <laughs> I have then, I have Game Pass up right here, so I, I've, I've been looking at that. I see Ori there at the bottom. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's just the Game Pass all games list. Because I was trying to go through and see if there was anything for the Dirty Dozen that would jog my memory that I was thinking about, and so it's on there somewhere, calling my name. <laughs> Maybe I'll have my wife try it because she's into like those kind of. She'll play those less. Um, I don't Involved. know what the word is. Yeah, exactly. Where it's one button, right? You just you don't even even press a button. button. No, you just move. One analog stick. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the only thing you have to do is, you know, press the A button to select what um, power up you want at each level. Oh wow! Yeah. So the old, you know, a lot of times with with people my age, they'll be like, "There's too many buttons. I can't figure it out." But this makes (laughs) it so easy. Just play with the analog stick. Yeah. Really good. It's very, very simple. And, <laughs> and I can see where people would get addicted to it. But I, I got to a point where I, I was looking at it. And it's like, man, this is just going to be a lot of grinding. And a half an hour is a long time to put into <laughs> a guaranteed grinding session. So I'm, I'm not going to continue with it. Uh, instead, I'll play Dead by Daylight for thousands of hours <laughs> and only guarantee 10 minutes at a time. That's me with Rocket League for sure. I can get sucked into that, the competitive nature of it. <laughs> Everyone's got that one drug addiction game. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play this for a little bit. And then so you lose the days. Looking at my I've Steam. I've had three. 
was looking at my, my Steam recap. Didn't really have a whole lot of sessions, but you know, you definitely saw different peaks. And like, okay, that's when I got back into Civilization Five this <laughs> month, and then this month for hours at a time. Yeah, but you know, it's probably it's good times when you're doing it too. I mean, it oh, yeah. really, I feel like that game it kind of massages your brain in a way that nothing else can, especially if you're really into it. Yeah, I never played a Civilization game. I think Civ Five is the best one if you were trying to get into something that's a little bit more light, uh, that's not as difficult. Uh, Civilization Revolutions that you can find on Xbox. Yep. Yeah. I play six. Huh? I play six on the PS Five, and I've played them all. I think over the years, but I, I see where people like five a little better. Yeah, I've I have a hard time with six. I don't know why I can't get anything going on it. Uh, yeah. But five. You know, I love playing five as long as the world map is not just one huge continent. Right. Once I discovered that I'm just playing one huge continent, I'm like, I don't like this anymore. I yeah. Like it. I like it's it fun to have speed. water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, build a navy or something. Well, especially um, if you happen to start off with the um, what's what's the civilization the? Oh gosh, I can't think of it. It's not not Hawaiians, but the. Oh yeah, the I know ones? what you're talking about. Yep, something like that. They, that where they their default thing is that they can automatically go into the water and the deep ocean tiles. Like, all right, we're going to be spreading our civilization <laughs> and our beliefs to everyone before you even before you can even build a stable. Right. <laughs> a cool part of the new one is there's some DLC where, like, if you build next to a volcano, you can really up your. Um, resources, but also you right. run the risk of the volcano erupting and wiping out your civilization. So it's kind of like, yeah, you can get further, but you could also run the risk of dying or killing them off. So yeah, there's a lot more, I guess, risk reward with that kind of stuff in Civilization Six, and more things dealing with the environment. Where okay, these are floodplains, so things could flood and mess up your crops. Yep. But yeah, I guess I like things a little bit, a little bit simpler. So. I guess that's why I lean more towards five, but I, but I own six on three different systems. <laughs> so it's there. The, uh, the option grouchy. is there. <clears throat> that's a grouchy move right there. He's got like <laughs> 27 copies of Diablo. <clears throat> oh, geez. Yeah. I, I, I may have a few games that I have purchased on, Multiple systems, but you know what? It looks like we are about out of time, and I won't be able to talk about that. So. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I'm to the point now where I want to start double dipping on games that I own on the Switch, just so I can play them on the Xbox instead. Mm-hmm. I've totally, I, I really, I, I get, that. I really hate playing my Switch. <laughs> Do you play it docked at all, or no? Uh, only docked. I don't like to play it handheld. Yeah. I don't know. Just I, I I have a favorite ecosystem. That that's all there is to it. Like the Switch is, is great, I suppose, but I just I just don't like to play on it. Oh the OLED. <sighs> I just saw rumors of the Tears of the Kingdom one. That might be when I jump in. No, so you're, Do you you not have a Switch? I have a regular I have the original launch one. That yeah, actually, my wife drove me to get that while she was pregnant with our daughter. Um, she was probably like five months pregnant, and she actually got up and took me to midnight launch and sat in the car 
and the line was so long it took me like three hours to get it and she's out in the car really having to pee and wow. uh, i'm like you gotta come in and use the bathroom but when i got out it was like three in the morning and that's you know that's a good wife she she doesn't always get the gaming part of it but she supports it 100 mm -hmm. man i was able to get two different pre-orders for that for the launch and one i picked up from best buy the other one showed up at my house from target and so i had two switches and well i only need to keep one <laughs> and nobody wanted the other one so i just you returned it oh yeah see i i got into the switch a little later than than you guys did uh and i ended up selling my entire super nintendo collection to afford it oh uh, man so i'm not sure how i feel about that because i no, had like I wouldn't feel good. all the big jrpgs on my super nintendo uh, breath and fire breath of fire one and two final fantasy four final fantasy six chrono trigger lufia two like all of those they're great and i sold them all for the switch and now I don't even play it. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> so this is our in memoriam section yes. of the podcast. <laughs> this is Mike's therapy session now. We drive a hearse through. <laughs> We're going to be playing some very sad music over this part of the episode. I don't know how to do that. So See, I sold my copy of Final Fantasy 4 and 6 back in 2001. I think got a, got twenty six dollars a piece for them. Oof! Wow. And they were I would tell you they were complete in box. The Final Fantasy three, I guess Final Fantasy three, even still had the shrink wrap on it oh, with the man. original price tag of seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. I try not I, to regret the the mistakes that younger me make. You know, it's you were at a certain point in your life. Then hindsight, obviously, you're like, oh crap, I should have kept that stuff, but. That's it, why I still have my original Earthbound cartridge. Like, I know if I ever sell that, I'm going to instantly regret it. I'm like, I better just hang on to it. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, can't can't hold on to the past and the things that I've that I've let go. Um, I just because all it's, all it's going to do is make me feel horrible and sad. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yep. But maybe we will have to have a a session where we talk about our woes of systems that we got rid of that we regret. Absolutely. Backlog regretters. I, I, I could I could go into that. <laughs> Let me tell you. You got two hours? And more than what I've already admitted. <laughs> All right. You were you're trying to wrap us up before I derailed us. You're welcome, Grouchy. I know that's what you wanted to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I just want to say, uh, Michael and Nate, thank you for, for hopping on this episode. This has been fantastic getting to know you guys and talk about gaming and just kind of expand my circle of people that I know. That I can talk to about games because Agreed. I love talking about video games. I told you about, you know, growing up playing video games was not the cool thing. Like I wrote a research paper in eighth grade and I was using video game magazines for my sources. <laughs> oh was, yeah. I had my stack of magazines in the library in my middle school so I could write my paper. That's so fantastic. That's kind of, that's the kind of nerd that I was. Um, I think I, I did that paper. Yeah, I did a college paper on um, subliminal messaging in games. And this was like, you know, early 2000s and just how like games would have these things that you don't think about, but like Mario eats a mushroom and gets bigger or Resident Evil had green herbs that you would eat to make you healed and things you don't really think about as just a regular gamer. But it, it just seemed kind of weird how they were using that to, to kind of 
kind of send these messages to kids and stuff. And I did a whole college paper on it. And I remember people looking at me. You still have a copy of that. (laughs) I think it probably is buried somewhere. But I remember people looking at me in class being like, what is this guy on about? See, I can't share the thing from eighth grade because that was in, well, like 30 years ago. (laughs) We we weren't really, if, if it was, if it was typed, it was on an actual typewriter, ding, that kind of thing. Uh, but, what yeah, were so, dinosaurs like? <laughs> That's what kids always tell me. What were shut dinosaurs mouth, like? Shut your mouth, Nate. I'm not that much older than you. I don't appreciate no, this. We're the same, pretty much. I would imagine. Yeah, just I'm just a couple of years older. But it's nice to have like like people around the same age that still into this stuff, though. You know, I know I can tell from talking with you guys that you're all very passionate about it too. It's cool. It's definitely. Um, yeah, you you kind of if you don't have people in your life to have an outlet, you kind of just hold it in. But sometimes you just want to like I don't know talk about the latest thing or something you're into and not have people look at you like you have four eyes or six eyes. Yeah, yep. well, it's like the stuff that you I see. I think on we Twitter. all do though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's old age. I mean, <laughs> it's like the stuff you see on Twitter, like you know, if you're in your 30s and you're still playing video games, you need to get a life. I'm like, yeah, hey, why don't you exactly. sit down? I'm in my 40s and I'm still playing video games. <laughs> And don't talk to me about having a life. I've I'm married. I've been married for twenty three years. I've got two kids. I've got a full time job. To, yeah, you have a hobby. I mean, yeah. what isn't the whole point of living to to enjoy it? And if you have something that you enjoy instead of being miserable, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was for games. Have... <laughs> I wouldn't have met What's my up? wife. They... We we met in a, a a stream fourteen years ago, and now what? we're married. So that's awesome. So she, nice. she clearly. She supports gaming. Oh yeah, yeah. She just bought me a PS5 for Christmas, so she, yeah. She's I saw that nice. picture. <laughs> what 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 game were were they streaming? Mega Man Marathon. Oh. oh like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite all time series for sure. Me too. It's up there. That's great. Okay, well, I'm not going to say anything about that. wise decision wise decision (laughs) you're outnumbered i i had the first and the third mega man games uh on the nes back in the day but never never beat them i I prefer the x series more than than the original mega man for sure because it's just the graphics are a a little bit tighter but they're Hmm. They're fun. Hey, you, They're fun games. you go play Mega Man X Seven. I'll play Mega Man Eleven. We see who gives up first. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think I have X Two on my list for next year, just to just to beat because I don't think I ever beat it. Do it. It's a good game. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. I want we tell all the fine folks who might be listening to this episode where they can find us, please. So, um, as as it was mentioned earlier, I don't know if it was put with the, the ad in front of it, but it is Blaze Knight zero nine two three Twitter. But if you're cool, you can come hang out with us in the Backlog Busters Discord. True that. True that. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, That's right. to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you, Nate? Uh, I pretty much hang out on Twitter at um, Zero Rider. It's Z E R zero. R-Y-D-3-R. I used to ride skateboards back in the day, so that's where that came from. It's been around forever. Um, and then in Discord, for sure. Very nice. Michael? 
I'm also on Twitter. It's at Kaidenzain, K-A-I-D-A-N-X-A-I-N. And I am also in the Backlog Discord. Yeah, I don't know if I'm following you guys. So I'm going to have to make sure I take care of that after this episode. <laughs> um, Slacker. I, I know. I know. I Thank you. Thank you for calling, the, calling me out. Uh, <laughs> jerk. So you can find me. <laughs> Mathman I know. I know. Thank you for calling me out. <laughs> you can find me. Mathman1024 on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch, where I am streaming almost every night at 8 o'clock Central. So... Come on, uh, join me for some reading. I read some from the Bible. I read from a video game type book. Right now I'm reading a Worlds of Power book based on the video game book, uh, Shadowgate. And it's like a paint-by-numbers fantasy book right now. Huh. And uh, I've, I've read through Askawada, some boss fight books, just read through Katamari Damacy. And then I stream for an hour or so after that from all over, the, all over the place. Like right now I'm playing Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. So come hang out and uh, talk video games. Nice. And of course, awesome. you can always find us at backlog underscore busters on Twitter. And please, please, please come hang out in our Discord. We've got a fantastic community. A lot of people doing all kinds of fun things like being in fantasy leagues or sharing their favorite <laughs> alcoholic beverages or uh, sharing pictures from video games. And just talking video games because that's what we like. It's what makes us happy. And you cannot take away our happiness or the joy that we find in our hobby. So, yeah. But, of course, if you're listening to this episode, you're already one of us. One (laughs) of us. One of us. (laughs) That's right. So, until next time, peace out and chopper on.